Why are cats' tongues as tough as nails? Why are humans the cat's meow? Which breed of cat did Noah make? And who cleans a cat's eye? There's an actual kitty here! Oh, this is gonna be a fun episode with kitty! <laughs> The musical. If anyone mentions the musical, they will be spayed. <laughs> now, <laughs> we of course will be giving you our favorite facts that we have found out about cats throughout the week, and at the end of the episode, we'll be voting for our favorite fact. Will it come from Kenny? Will it come from Jen? Will it come from Tom? Will it come from one of our cats? We will find <laughs> out. Oh boy, we're all cat people. How many cats does everyone have? Hold up. Uh, actually, no, this is an audio format as well. So, uh, <laughs> one, two. I have one that I know about, but at least two that we're making approaches with who I think belong to the neighbours. We have four cats. What are their names? Sparrow, Nova, Rocket, and Brule. Cute. My cat They're is called all... Mr. Whiskers, but she is a girl. Playing with gender norms. Good work, Sam. It's 2017. Genders are all out the windows now. So we have Charlotte and Madeline. Charlotte's actually a pun in French. And Kenny, isn't your son called Felix? <laughs> yes, but that's irrelevant to this conversation. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking cats, buddy. You have three cats and one of them just happens to have assumed human form temporarily. <laughs> I found out cats look to themselves because they are trying to get the scent of me off them. I mean, my cat is. <laughs> um, cats lick themselves to get the scent of their owners off them, as well as many other things like keep keeping themselves cool. I found out that the um, cats' tongues are really, really interesting. I've always felt that they, that they were rough like sandpaper because my cat possum used to lick my hair and it was cool and that's why it stands oh. up now. And that's because their tongues have got these, uh, these spines on them. They're little short ones and they're made of keratin, which is like in our nails, which is why cats' tongues are as tough as nails. Ah, oh, that ah. was a homophone. It was a homophone. <laughs> uh, do you know what also has barbs on a cat? Um, yes, Tom. Do we want to get into this? Yeah. Immediately going to go for cats. Uh, okay. It's the penis. The penis. My cat doesn't have any barbs on her penis because she's a girl. Mm. And she I've mentioned that neither of Kenny's or Sam's cats have barbs on their penises because mm. they're all girls. And unless you've checked out your cat's James Corden, it's possible that it doesn't have barbs on it as well. <laughs> what? Did you what? just use James Corden as slang for a genital? Is that a bad thing to do? Yes, very much so. I feel like you were borderline talking about Cats the Musical here, so you watch <gasps> yourself. You have been I, warned, my friend. <laughs> the cats have got quite fascinating bodies, I think, to start off with. I mean, one of the things that nearly all cats can do is the retractable claws. What's interesting about that is that it's actively retracted, but pulling it in, they can't, like, pull it in themselves. They can't do, like, a Wolverine schlick schlick. They have to, it passively goes in. That's yeah. interesting. But which cat do you think cannot uh, retract I know, its claws? I know this for a fact, so I'm going to... So I'm going to have a guess before Kenny says. I'm going to guess it's a cats. tree cat, like a panther or something, because that would be advantageous for being able to sleep in a tree and not fall out. I'm going to no. guess Cat Stevens. Sorry, anything, Yusuf yeah. Islam. If anything, Jen is further away by saying a tree cat. Yes, well, a, a ground cat, cat. So... a water cat, a ground cat, ground a snow cat. cat, an otter. There are water cats, flying cat, uh, a ch cheetah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Cheetah have very blunt claws because they run incredibly. You know, they they need to have their claws out. So having kind of the muscle musculature to kind of pull it in and out doesn't really work because you want to have that great kind of grip on the ground. Their claws are very blunt, which means when they want to kill their prey, they can't just swipe it and slash it to death. 
their heads are very small because they are trying to keep as much weight off their bodies as well and there's not much muscle attached to their neck so they can't bite with any particular kind of strength so the way that a cheetah kills its prey is chase it down knock it over basically ankle tap it and then grab it around the neck and strangle it to death wow interesting yeah cheetah are amazing it's for metal i only found out recently that tigers are way more like deadly and vicious than lions yeah Mm -hmm. lions are chill lions are chill as if the only group can't do you know what song i hate a whim away one lions don't sleep at night and lions don't live in jungles both things are wrong do you know what the deadliest cat is Mm, is it is it Catherine Zeta Jones? My lovely assistant it is, is Catherine Zeta Jones. She's a multiple serial killer. Is it this is more domestic cats through toxoplasmosis or something like that? Is that what you're going for here? Oh, it quite possibly could be. No, I'm talking about um in terms of hunting efficiency. It's the really cute little fluffy mountain cat that looks like if Pokemon did a cat. And it's super fluffy and cute and lives on mountains. I think it's called the Palace Cat. Pokemon do heaps of different cats. Meowth, Persian, Skitty. Very true. <laughs> if they were going to do like a fluffy Glamour. cat, like a... Cat with the pointiest ears imaginable. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Yeah. A yeah, Japanese it, manga. A Japanese yeah, manga yeah. fluffy cat. It has yeah. the highest hunting rate because it's really small and it doesn't have a huge amount of energy. So whenever it hunts, it kind of has to make a kill. So it has something ridiculous, like a 96% kill rate. Whoa. Oh. Did you guys hear the ridiculous story that Hello Kitty isn't actually a cat that came out? The maker of Hello Kitty gave an interview about two years ago and said, uh, what are you guys talking about? It's not a cat. It's a person called Hello Kitty. And everyone went, no, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to lions, they've got one of the worst kill rates of all the the cats. This is about 20%. So they're not particularly good hunters. Lions are shite hunters. They don't do anything. They sit at home and sleep and the lionesses go out and get all the food and bring it back. One thing that the classic 90s Disney film, The Lion King, actually got right and depicted very accurately, as we would all know, apart from Kenny, who hasn't seen it. <laughs> I've seen it in the intervening years since we first had this conversation. Um, he has no uh, idea what we're talking about. A lot of the time, lions even know what a king just is. go beat up hyenas and chase them off their kills. So most of the time, it's just sort of a, a weird yeah, feline um, bullying pyramid. Yeah. And hyenas um, are actually quite closely related to cats. Oh. Well, the cat, the, the felines, um, kind of goes like they're kind of feliforms, and cat and mm. uh, hyenas are kind of in that kind of weird. Oh, I just always assumed they were canids. No, they're actually not even cat- dogs. They're oh. about I know as close to dogs you, as they are cats. Um, and African hunting dogs, when you hear them communicating, it sounds very cat-like to me. It's that kind of. It doesn't sound like dogs <laughs> at all. It's a really creepy noise. It sounds mm. like cats. Like a scaled up version of, you know, when your cat sits on the windowsill and goes and it's when whiskers go really far forwards. Yeah, it sounds like a scaled up version of that. And it is terrifying. (laughs) Just Um, going back to the Lion King that we were talking about just before. Apparently the people who were advising them about the hyenas in the whole movie were like, hyenas are actually good guys. They should be the good guys in this thing. And they made them Nazis. Great. At least they didn't have female hyenas because showing Beard James Corden's in a... um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I still don't know what you mean by James Corden's, but... He's a dick, right? Yeah. Yeah, You know he was in Cats the Musical. You're not (laughs) talking about that in the show. I'm not saying that. (laughs) You're the guy bringing him up, all right? Tom, what is special about a... A female hyena's James Corden. <laughs> well, the fact that you've said 
his female hyena is James Corden is probably the clue there. Exactly. They got a penis. They got a pseudo penis. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, and it yeah, could be up to like it. sixty centimeters long, right? And mm. um, Whoa. is that not yeah. normal? Yeah. <laughs> you mean not in a female animal? Oh. Jen, you need to get yourself checked out, buddy. Just penis built between the male there. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say I've just um, shown you three of the cats, three of our cats. So we had um, Sparrow, the first Rocket, the um, kind of grey tabby, and, and over the black, uh, she took the black. Um, the only cat who hasn't turned up is the one I really wanted to turn up because that's my uh, boy Brule, and he is a Manx cat, uh, which is the cat with no tail, um, which Tom. comes from the Isle of Man. Do you know where my great grandfather is from? The Isle of Man. The Manx cat is really fascinating. So it's it's a gene. It's just the spontaneous dominant gene that popped up in the population. And so if you have a you know one of your parents is a Manx cat, then the odds are very good that you will have uh, the Manx gene. Except if two parent, if you have both Manx genes, if you have um, two of the Manx genes, then you don't you don't survive because it's about the tail. Instead of just deleting the tail, it deletes the tail and the head, and then you're just like a torso. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fascinating and kind of awful wow. thing because people have tried to breed them. Um, it's it's kind of this fascinating thing around genetics as well. Like for instance, tortoiseshells, you tend to only really get female tortoiseshell cats, hmm. uh, and if you get a male, it's very rare and also probably sterile. sterile um, but but yeah. the Manx cat. Um, it came from the isle of man and um, there's a whole lot of interesting stories about like where did the tail go um one of the stories is that one of the tales um, manx cat was getting on the ark noah shut the door on the tail <laughs> which means two things one there was a specific manx cat. So there were two sets of cats that came onto the ark and um, which to be fair hard to stop any cat from getting into anywhere um so two sets of cats came on which is kind of unfair but also um that he chopped off both cats tails at the same time <laughs> any cat owner has had that conversation with their cat where it's it coming in oh yeah yeah <laughs> i'm starting to think that noah wasn't the right guy to be in charge of the ark he chopped off the cat's tail he left the unicorns and the dinosaurs behind the guy was not on his a-game i'm no. starting to think that he wasn't even a real thing and all religion is a myth what? I've, I don't know. I've, I have a little black cat and we were away for the weekend and we got home and she spent like 10 minutes just standing on my chest in bed. Like you're not going anywhere again. <laughs> that, um, that is a little familiar. <laughs> she is my little familiar. <laughs> yeah. The worship of Bast makes so much sense because cats just look like they're sitting around waiting for people to form a cult around them. Yeah, of There's that rule of nature where the uh, intelligence of a conversation is inversely proportional to the distance to a cat. So, <laughs> yeah. if you're a long way from cats, you can be talking about like um, politics or the future of the United Nations and things like that. But as soon as you get close to a cat, it's look at the cat. Who's going to It's like uh, how, how the pitch of your voice is inversely proportional to the size of the dog. So it's like mm. little little dog is like puppy. Big, big dog, puppy. Oh. <laughs> I don't do that. I talk to all dogs the same. Go away. Don't like Aww. people. Dogs are stupid. Oh, I was thinking about um, cats that I like throughout history, which is many of them. It's kind of related to a recent topic we talked about. We talked about Full House and how the dog who played Comet went on to be Air Bud. Um, <laughs> Air it's Bud. something we didn't talk about, that Air Bud was in a favourite pets competition, and he was beaten out by Salem, the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And I found out that the voice of Salem the cat was a man called Nick Bacay, 
And uh, he not only worked on Tina, the Sabrina Dwitch, he also worked on a show called King of Queens. And I'm just going to bring out the names of the characters. He played a few different characters on it. He played Gus. He played Father Melly. He played Father McDaniel. He played Home Center PA announcement. He played Gil. He played Guy. He played Animal Channel announcer. He played Sports announcer. He played Theatre Usher. And he played Richard Nixon. That is a broad and varied career in one, one show. I'm um, also thinking back to it when you see the old episodes of Sabrina from the 90s, when they cut to Salem, like talking or anything like that, the, the taxidermied cat that they use for that is so janky and disturbing looking. It's really yeah. quite, like, it's the scariest thing in that whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly disturbing. Have you guys ever bought rabbit at a supermarket or seen rabbit at a supermarket? No, Kenny, Have neither you said- of you, you're vegetarian. I, I have seen rabbit in supermarkets and especially overseas. And do you know why they keep the, they've always got the, at least one paw that's still got the fur on it? Have you guys it's heard of luck, this? So you can make a lucky rabbit's foot? So you can high five the rabbit? No, it's to stop people from selling another white meat as rabbit. Rabbit's Long not a pot. white meat, is it? Uh, it's pretty lean. It's pretty dark. Um, Okay, it doesn't matter what the color of the meat is. We're not I about think... color in this show. No, no, let's. But the important thing is you can't sell a cat as a rabbit if you've got a rabbit's foot on there that you can tell them apart with. And that's why, I'm not kidding, that's why they've still got. Kenny, no. I genuinely thought you, you said they were selling human meat as uh, rabbit meat. <laughs> is it weird that I'd be less disturbed by human meat than cat meat? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know how there, there are all these cat cafes around the world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite cat cafe is called Cat's Deli. It is in New York. <laughs> and it is uh, not. I've been there. About, I've been there as well. It's the, um, did you sit under the sign? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. It's the, so to explain that, it's the, the, the deli in New York where in the movie When Harry Met Sally, it's the one where she fakes an orgasm. And you can sit in that booth and the lady says, I'll have what she's having. Their portions are absurd. Oh, yeah. Like I ordered a half soup and sandwich and it was like four times as much food as I yeah. would normally eat. Like, here you go. Here's your slice of bread. Meat, 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 bread and a pickle. You've got to have veg with your <laughs> six or kilos it, of meat. Or as Americans call it, I'll have the small. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was the smallest thing you could get on the menu. I was just like, jeez away. <laughs> so here's a question for you. What do cats say? When mine was little, she said, eh. It's really weird. Uh, here in New Zealand, it says, it's meow. Meow. <laughs> I was hoping, like most normal human beings, you were going to say meow. Because um, cats only meow for humans. And their parents, when they're very small, it's their sign of wanting food. They say, meow, mummy, meow, 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 oh. meow. But that's been translated when we domesticated them into meowing at us because we give them food and now they make a variety of meows to tell us things because we're stupid and we don't <laughs> speak cats speak to each other adult cats speak to other adult cats with in ways that we don't understand because they're cats <laughs> <laughs> i heard that yeah cats have uh, like a hundred different ways of talking to each other that humans have identified and dogs only have 10 so dogs are stupid there's also oh. a reverse study that looked at can your cat understand you and the, the result of the study was basically, yeah, it's just ignoring you. Yeah. <laughs> Your cat understands what you want and mean perfectly. It's just going. <laughs> Which is absolutely why I am a cat person over the dog person. <laughs> I love that vibe. So out of cats or dogs, which one is the best sense of smell? Cats based purely on the fact that in Red Dwarf, the cats have evolved a complex literature based on smells and 
there's the bit in the Red Dwarf novel where Cat finds out that Lister has written some tolerable cat poetry in his laundry basket. <laughs> <laughs> it is cats. Um, it's cats. I never it's cats. Um, yes. Yeah, because so, dogs are quite diverse, right? Because bloodhounds are really good smelling. Yeah, so. lots of noses yeah. and yeah. like chihuahuas, not many noses. But speaking of, of how how cats communicate, going back to the big cats, one of the one of the big differences between if you're a big cat or not a big cat is if you can purr, because lions, tigers not bears cannot purr they can roar but they can't purr because their hyoid, hyoid bone the kind of neck bone is very flexible it's got this big stiff kind of bit of uh, cartilage in there which means they can't purr cheetah can purr which means they're not big cats they are does that mean that i can snuggle a cheetah there's actually videos online of a guy like lying down and then a whole bunch of cheetah coming in and lying on him and it's exactly i've seen that that's um it's joe exotic uh no <laughs> They do, well, they used to do cheetah uh, encounters at the Wellington Zoo. And sometimes when you'd go to the zoo, they'd be walking the cheetah on a leash mm, through the zoo I, to like acclimatize it to humans. So, so long as you don't run away prinking like a gazelle, you probably <laughs> have <laughs> I've done the encounter. It's very cool. It's very fun. They purr. They, they literally like, they go, Bruh. the tail is incredible. It's incredibly long for a cheetah because they, they, they use it like a rudder. They've been kept as pets as far back as Egyptian times. In China, they domesticated separately the leopard cat as far back as 5500 BC, which is actually still 2000 years later than the earliest evidence we have for what, what we now call domestic cat um, domestication, which was 7500 BC. And the reason that we know that it was domesticated is because someone had brought the cat to Cyprus they, and it's buried. Oh, I thought you were going to say they found a cat door in one of the huts. <laughs> no, but Cyprus has no indigenous fauna. So uh, indigenous mammalian fauna. Um, you can keep any cat as a domesticated cat. You just need to be really stupid, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. th th there are more tigers in captivity in the US than there are anywhere in the world, in the wild. And yeah. there's the famous, um, there were the nightclub owners in London who had the lion. Um, yeah, they the adopted it the from Harrods. Yeah, because Harrods said you can buy anything in Harrods. And so they went in and said, we'll have a lion, thank you. And Harrods went, give us a week. And they, they did something horrible and they probably stole lion cubs from their mum yeah. in Kenya or something and bought this lion. Um, Kenny, but, um, can you blame them? Oh, yes, yes, you can. You are. You're doing it right now. <laughs> Mali as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they ended up giving the, well, taking the lion back and reacclimating it. And it was a TV program. Oh, um, the reunion. And there's this Christian wonderful the clip because, yes, and these were. Um, very flamboyant nightclub owners, uh, long flowing uh, clothing, very elegant, so flambéing across the Sahara towards this lion who goes, <laughs> and you see, you see in close up this lion going, what the hell is this? And then realizing that it's the people who raised him as a cub and like running towards them. And then they- It looks like he's going to destroy them. And then it, he it does. Out just hugs and them. Then yeah. yeah, exactly. He jumps up on I mean, it's And he's giving them headbutts. It's so cute. And it's knocking them off their feet. If you had a lion as a pet and it sat on you, you would have, that would be the excuse to not have to go up and get, do anything. Eh? You're like, sorry, cat's on me, <laughs> but it's a lion. I have to have a lion. There is a theory that cat purrs assist in healing and can assist in yeah. um, welding broken bones back together. I don't know. It starts to get into that whole like magic resonance thing, which is a bit woo for me. But, it it yeah. sounds to me like having low blood pressure and being more relaxed about your healing process is probably Seems a good much thing. More likely, yeah. Yeah. They're warm and they're, you know, like a little hot water bottle. And they bring you mice to eat because they just assume you're a shit hunter. Have you guys heard the story of the, the leopard seal? I mean, we're kind of a little bit off cats, but it's a oh, little bit. Yeah. Um, so, so there's this 
diver who's, who's you know down filming underneath the, the the oceans in antarctica and this leopard seal comes up to him and thinks that he's a leopard seal i guess and so he he's like oh hey like starts to play with him and then thinks this guy's sick i think he must be a sick leopard seal so he comes over and, and catches a penguin and brings it over to him and the penguin alive like you know injured swimming around uh, and the leopard seal like brings him a few more and so there's these kind of injured penguins floating around this poor diver and then the leopard seal goes you can see it going God, he's not hunting. He's not going for them. He must be really sick. So starts just going over and killing the penguins and leaving them, these floating penguin corpses in front of this diver as he's trying to get this footage of uh, presumably penguins. It assumed the camera was his head, right? And it was yeah, trying yeah. to got to the point it was like, you are so dumb. I'm going to force feed you this penguin. And yeah, got amazing footage. Just well, I want to talk about um, cat's eyes because I think they're amazing. And then I got sidetracked and I got onto retro reflective raised pavement markers, <laughs> better known as cat's eyes. And I found out that they are self-cleaning. The glass is encased in rubber. So when a car drives past, it kind of squishes down and the rubber goes over the top and then it comes back out when the car goes back up again and it cleans itself. It's, it's really so clever. Cool. It's really clever. Because cats clean themselves as well. Yeah. Mm. It, it, and cats have a second um, eyelid uh, called the nictating I've membrane. I've got a second so. eyelid. <laughs> My cat has injured her nictating membrane twice, her first Halloween and her second Halloween. She <laughs> was at the vets and they put um, a green stain in to check for where the scratches are. And so she had green snot and green tears, fluorescent green tears coming out on Halloween. That's she was a very spooky little black cat. Lovely. She yep. would have got so many treats when she was trick-or-treating. Yeah. Um, I do just also want to posit one thought experiment. You know the um, concept of creating a perpetual motion machine by placing a piece of buttered toast butter side up on the back of a cat because cats mm -hmm. always land on their feet mm -hmm. and butter yep. toast always lands butter side down. Do you know the internet sensation Jorts the Cat? He became famous because in part one of his co-workers butted him. So maybe Amazing. she was just misguidedly trying to create a perpetual motion machine. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> also, hi, Jorts, massive fan, love you. Do you know who died the day after Doris Day died? Not Grumpy, Grumpy Cat. Cat. Grumpy Cat. The day Ooh. after Doris Day died. That is so fun to say. <laughs> it was also the same day as Tim Conway died. He is a famous comedian who was on The Carol Burnett Show and on McHale's Navy. Um, have you guys heard about Cat Terminal Velocity? Yes. No. no. Yeah. So if you were so inclined, you could throw a cat out a window. And cats have a chance of hurting themselves in the period of time it takes them to get into the posture where they're going to land on their feet. If they fall on their backs, they're in trouble. And there's an optimum posture which they can get into, which takes them about the time it would take to fall from about a three-story building. So up to a three-story building, there's a chance they're going to hurt themselves if they're not quite set up. But when they land, they've got springy bodies. They've got a big surface area to wait for, unless they're really fat. <laughs> Once they're above three stories in height, though, it doesn't really matter how high you drop the cat from. It's still got about the same chance of living. And so there are cats mm -hmm. that have been chucked out of 19th floors of Bostonian high-rise buildings and all, survived with a little bit of bruising and a bit of grumpiness. They often have an injury to the chin. Um, and they call it high-rise syndrome yeah. um, because they kind of slap the ground a little bit hard. There's the same reason you can't kill a mouse by throwing it off a, off a building. Is that where the saying it's raining cats and dogs comes from? <laughs> People yeah, because the dogs die and the cats yeah. are fine. But That's why they're better. Also... We better wrap up. Um, <laughs> let's quickly go around and remind everyone of our facts. My fact was that cats' tongues are as hard as nails because they're made of keratin, the same stuff as nails. My fact is that cats meow at humans and their mums. <laughs> <laughs>
but mostly humans. My fact is that the story of the Manx cat, which has no tail, is that Noah chopped it off on the ark. Cat's eyes are self-cleaning. And on the count of three, let's point to the person we think had the best fact of the day. And a one, and a two, and a three. So yes, it's you, Jim. Please take it away. You've got one minute. (laughs) Oh, Tara, um, thank you very much for listening to us this week. Uh, we did not come close to scratching the surface of the wonders that are cats, so please drop your favourite cat facts to us, either on our Twitter accounts or in the comments below the YouTube video. Come back, listen next week, and we'll be talking about something equally exciting. Like, subscribe, share with your friends, and we'll see you again next week. Oh, and I just want to finish off with this. Midnight. I was going to do that. I was going to do that. <laughs>